This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, August the 10th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the latest information in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. We're a daily podcast that makes sure that you get all the inside and scoop of what's happening in the world of wrestling with your favorite promotion and superstar so you don't have to scour the web or be on your phone. 
Once again, we're a daily podcast that's free anywhere podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right into the headlines. Starting over at E-Wrestling News, Drew McIntyre is making news at this hour. Joshua Jones is writing in that Drew McIntyre teases a special project ahead of Clash at the Castle. Now, Drew McIntyre is set to challenge Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship next month at Clash at the Castle. Now, earlier today, the Scottish Warrior teased that he'd be working on a special project with BT Sports. Now, below, you can see the tease that he put on social media. Now, exactly what it is, well, you're going to have to check out the video, but I think it's pretty cool. With more information on all of this, continue following Joshua Jones, and he will have more. AEW star Claudio Castanoli is making news at this hour. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, you can check out the latest edition of the AEW Control Center. Now, the episode previews tonight's Quake at the Lake edition of AEW Dynamite. Also, AEW wrestlers Claudio Castanoli, Orange Cassidy, Serena Deeb, and Anthony Agogo were all in attendance at MLS All-Star Skills Challenge earlier this week. You can check out the events on AEW's social media page as well. You can also catch all the headlines and the highlights from all the episodes of AEW Dark. That is also posted on AEW's social media and Twitter pages. For more information, all that continue following the wrestling news and AEW. AEW star Bobby Fish is making news at this hour. Ryan Clark writes in, Bobby Fish says he would go to war for Triple H and work seven days a week if it required it. Now, a recent appearance on the Rewind, Recap, Relive podcast, AEW wrestler Bobby Fish commented on Triple H taking over as head of WWE Creative, his time working with him, and so much more. Now, on Triple H himself, this is what Bobby said. Hunter is brilliant. The time I spent learning under him. Brilliant is the only real description I can attribute to the man when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Now, on Triple H taking over head of creative in WWE, this is what Fish had to say. I'm happy to see things are going in a different direction. Seem things like more harmonious around WWE these days. When I left, there was so much transition. So, you know, it's never fun to see people that you work with going. They're your friends. They're people that you care about, and you want to see them succeed as well on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes you'll see them in the medical staff, but then sometimes you won't. You make friends with people over the years, so you want to see everyone getting along in a really good environment and enjoying themselves with what they do. We all certainly feel that way. Now, as far as Hunter was goes, he was a great coach. He was a great quarterback, whatever you want to call it. And then things changed and things got a bit wonky after he was taken off of NXT. I left after I had my release, so I speak firsthand, but I know there's a chance now that Hunter is back that things are going to be different and some people could return and new faces could reappear. So right now, I'm just obviously right now focused on what I'm doing. But as far as Triple H, man, I'd go to war and work with him seven days a week. For more information on what Bobby Fish had to say, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now now over on e-wrestling news new matches have been added to the new impact windy city second tapings that are going to be happening ryan clark writes in at this hour impact wrestling has announced several new matches for its second city slam tv tapings which will be on saturday august the 13th we'll see mike bennett versus carl anderson vtx versus mia kim and jordan grace will also be in appearance now in addition to all of that kenny king will be taking on heath killer kelly versus savannah evans violent by nature versus the motor city machine guns time splitter kushida and the motor city machine guns as well black tars versus laredo kid versus ray 
Trey Horace versus Trey Miguel, VTX versus Mia Yim and Jordan Grace, Mike Bennett versus Carl Anderson, and a six-way elimination match, Eddie Edwards, Steve Macklin, Moose, Rich Swan versus Bandito and Sammy Callahan. For more information on everything that's happening in the world of Impact Wrestling, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming. Tony Khan's making news at this hour. Tony Khan on if Warner Brothers' relationship is working out. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. AEW President CEO Tony Khan recently gave his thoughts on working with Warner Brothers Discovery Management in a sit-down interview with TV insider Scott Fishman. Khan also discussed an upcoming integration with another IP, which stands for Intellectual Property, that's part of Warner Brothers Discovery family that's currently in the works. Now, this is what Khan had to say on working with Warner Brothers Discovery Management as it relates to AEW. Such good hands-on, strong and respected management team. They have identified AEW multiple times in their presentations and meetings, privately and in publicly. I'm seeing that on a daily basis. Since the Shark Week integration was such a great success, we're working on another partnership that I'm very excited about in terms of creativity and a hugely prestigious IP that we're trusting with. I believe it's because we have shown that we can do a good job with integrations and we are easy and fun to collaborate with because we have such a good audience that makes us really good partners. If you'd like to read the entire transcripts of the interview, which go into great deal what Tony Khan has to say about the merger, continue following David Esposito and he will have more information on this over on eWrestling News. Mickey James is making news at this hour. Joshua Jones is writing in. Mickey James hints that she may be officially done with wrestling. Mickey James captured the WWE Women's Championship a total of five times. She caught many fans' attention during her feud with legendary star Trish Stratus. Now, when asked if she would keep going and being Asuka's tag team partner for WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, James revealed that she might be done with wrestling. She later would provide a follow-up on social media regarding the way she feels. Here is a quote. I appreciate you, honestly. I've been so blessed and I love the fans so much. I wouldn't have any of this without you. What is left for me to prove anymore? What else can I do? I'd rather be bowing out, screaming, women's wrestling matters at the top of the mountain in the valley. If you'd like to follow more on Mickey James, continue following her on social media. You can follow her at Mickey James, and that is her handle over on Twitter. With more information on this, continue following the wrestling news, and more information will be forthcoming. AEW is coming to DC. More details on all their pre-sale information. David Esposito writes in, AEW will be turning to the nation's capital for episodes of Dynamite and Rampage and Battle of the Belts 4 on October the 5th and the 7th. Now pre-sale tickets are on sale for the upcoming events. The online pre-sale for the TV taping is set for Thursday, August 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time through Ticketmaster. The ticket pre-sale code for the show will be A-E-W-A-N-N. Now, multiple ticket brokers are now having tickets available for the show, but fans can purchase the tickets with a combination of both AEW Dynamite and Rampage and Battle of the Belts tapings, so you can get your tickets just at one stop for all of the shows. Tickets will go on sale to the general public on Friday, the August the 12th. For more information on the ticket sales, David Esposito has all of the information trending right now over on eWrestling News. Shayna Baszler is making news at this hour. Shayna Baszler promises to tear Liv Morgan's limbs off when they get face-to-face at Clash of the Castle. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. Viewers who tuned in to WWE's edition of The Bump were witness to a rather violent message from Shayna Baszler, specifically the Queen of Spades plans due to current SmackDown Women's Champion when they meet for the championship at Clash of the Castle. Baszler directed the following threats at the champion, saying the following. Liv, I think you better start preparing now. Start making all your meals into shakes so you can eat them through a straw. It'll be much easier. I hope you live in it with really good friends who can wipe your rear end. 
Can I say that? So you're going to have a lot of trouble doing things with no arms. You know, if I want to study footage of how to fight right now, then I suggest, as I mentioned, you might want to watch The Night with Monty Python. Your best chance is going to be hoping, hopping around me and making sure that I don't bite off your ankles after I tear all of your limbs off. Now, Baszler won a gauntlet match on this past episode of SmackDown, earning a title shot for the WWE ev event that is going to be happening in Argyle, Wales, coming up on September 3rd. You can watch all this action on Peacock in the United States, or if you are international, you can watch everything on the WWE Network. For more information on Shayna Baszler and Clash at the Castle and what will be happening, continue following the wrestling news as more information will be forthcoming. Sunny, also known as Tammy Sitch in the WWE, is making headlines at this hour. Her hearing has been pushed back now to October. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. Tammy Sunny Sitch was scheduled to appear in court today, but now it's been pushed back to October 13th from a report from PW Insider. Now, the Volusia County Court signed off on the motion this morning. Sitch previously waived her right to a speedy trial last week. A rising out of criminal episode made the subject of the prosecution specific to the right to be tried within 175 days of her being taken into custody, as provided by the law in Rule 3.0. 191. Now, Florida rules of criminal procedure. Four police officers were involved in the case right now, and they are going to be giving depositions by September the 13th. The charges against the WWE Hall of Famer stem from drunk driving that resulted in the death of a 75-year-old Julian Laster back in March. Sitch was arrested a month ago for that offense. Since then, she's pled not guilty on one count of DUI causing death, DUI manslaughter, and a third-degree felony, one count of causing death while operating a vehicle with a suspended or revoked license, and a third felony for DUI. DUI causing injury to a person. Now, all three counts of DUI are damaged to property, and she and her fiancé, James Pettit, are also being sued in civil court by the same family of Laster's family. With more information on all this, continue following David Esposito in eWrestling News as more information regarding the pre-trial hearings of Tammy Sitch on eWrestling News. Now, WrestleMania is not quite here yet, but it's always fun to think about when the next big major event is going to be happening in WWE. The WrestleMania 30 39 pre-sale code has now been released. We have some information on Money in the Bank and SummerSlam as well. Several pre-code sales have gone on for WrestleMania 39 have been released. Tickets are now on sale via Ticketmaster using the code UNIVERSE and SOFIMANIA. The 2022 WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view event will be released on DVD in August on August the 23rd. Now, the 2022 WWE SummerSlam pay-per-view event will also be released on DVD, and that'll be coming out on September the 13th. Tyson Fury will be releasing his autobiography this November. The book entitled Gloves Off, the autobiography features the following synopsis in the book. It's a no-holds-barred autobiography, including a full story behind Tyson's record-breaking victory against Dillian White at Wembley Stadium in front of 94,000 people. Tyson pulls no punches in his most candid, comprehensive, entertaining book, which chronicles for the first time in inspirational story, The Rise and the Fall, The Rise Again, which saw him come back from the brink of suicide to reclaim his heavyweight championship. Access all areas, cover to cover, never be seen before stories. Tyson looked back on his life and his career to examine what really defines him. His traveling, his upbringing, his fighting family, which includes his dad John and his half-brother Tommy, his beloved wife Paris, his six beautiful children, his mental health battles, his faith, his boxing rivalries, his fights, his pitfalls along a challenging way. If you'd like to read the full description of the synopsis of the book, you can head on over to 
WWE Wrestling News as they have that article trending right now. Serena Deeb is making news at this hour. AEW star and yoga expert Serena Deeb discusses her time in AEW so far and the fact that she always is desiring to get better. Ryan Clark's writing at this hour. During a recent appearance on the Sonny the Jobber podcast, AEW star Serena Deeb commented on enjoying her run so far in All Elite Wrestling. In addition to that, she's wanting to always get better. This is what Deeb had to say. It's been surreal, to be honest with you. I had the NWA run, and then I had the feud with Sheeta, one of the first women champions in AEW, then Thunder Rosa at Double or Nothing, my first pay-per-view match in my entire career, wrestling Mercedes at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I mean, these are the firsts for me, even though I've been wrestling in the business for 17 years. There were things that I didn't experience before in other companies or other situations, but now I'm getting them. I'm getting to experience them now, and it's so surreal. But it doesn't stop my drive. I constantly want to get better. I don't care what people are saying about me. People could say, you're the best woman wrestler in the world. You're the best this, and you're the best that. Now, it means a lot when people say that stuff to me, but I always want to feel like I'm going to get better, and I can be better. And that's why I'm always training. I'm always trying to do things that can put me in a better position. I try to sit down with Dean Malenko and Arn Anderson, and I try to talk to them. I try to find out how I can get better, because you know what? Getting better never stops. You're never going to be a perfect wrestler, a perfect person, a perfect performer, any of those things. That's just not going to happen. Perfection, I don't actually think even exists. I think there's people who come close to it. You know, they just keep on firing on all cylinders and they keep their drive going. And I think that's important. And I hope every young woman in the business keeps that too and never settles for just being okay. I'm good, but good isn't enough. It's not just going to happen. You always got to be trying to steam to get better. If you'd like to find out more about what she had to say, follow Ryan Clark's article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Madison Rain is making news at this hour. Madison Rain reveals her goals as the new coach and head of the women's division in AEW. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, during a recent appearance on Busted Open Radio podcast, Madison Rain commented on signing with All Elite Wrestling and becoming a coach of the women's division and what her goals are. Here's what she had to say. You know, I've thought about this, and what does the term coach really mean? How can I really elevate already incredibly talented women in AEW? Well, my hope is that I hear a lot of people say they need more promo work or more time on the microphone, and it really, really does paint a really good picture of where we're at. And there's so many things that goes into making a performer to cultivate all of the things that they need to do and their character. I feel throughout my career that is one of my strong suits, being able to dive into a character and have fun with it. If I can help other women, and any other talent for that matter, feel more comfortable about holding a microphone and getting words out and hiding the fact that we're really shaking on the inside as we hold the microphone. Now, if we can get just the duck to float on top of the water and stay calm and cool and collected, then you know what? While our feet are paddling underwater, that's one of the big things and that's what my priority is in All Elite Wrestling. If you'd like to find out more what Madison Rain had to say about all of this, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. StarCast is making news at this hour. The wildly successful convention that's already seen five incarnations will be obviously coming back again, but we got some new news about trademark for Southwest Championship Wrestling. On August the 5th, StarCast filed a trademark on the term Southwest Championship Wrestling. Now, for those unaware, this is the company that was run by the late Joe Blanchard in San Antonio from 1978 to 1985. The company was the first wrestling promotion to be featured on the USA Network. Now, it is being used for bandanas, hats, shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and so much more. It is to be used in the purpose of entertainment, specifically in the nature of wrestling contests, providing wrestling news and information via global computer network. For more
information on what StarCast is doing with this new trademark, continue following Ryan Clark as he will have more information on this late-breaking story. Freddie Prince Jr., the well-known Hollywood actor and former WWE creative writer, is writing in at this hour. He's planning to build his own wrestling promotion around Karrion Cross. During a recent edition of his Wrestling with Freddie podcast, former WWE creative team member Freddie Prince Jr. confirmed that he's still working on a new promotion and originally had plans to build the brand around Karrion Cross. Now, of course, that no longer is happening because Cross returned to WWE last week on SmackDown, but this is what Freddie Prince had to say in response. So I announced on the first season of this with Ariel Helwani that I'd be starting my own wrestling federation, which I still am, and I'm looking hard and forward to doing it. My champion that I had a lot to do with, well, it was going to be Killer Cross. He was my guy. I was building the whole thing around him. He'd kind of worked on some stories with us. We had talked about our philosophy, talked about his character, his wife's character, with the caveat of, hey, you can't hold your career up if something happens along the way. So I said, if you get offers and you need to make a living, go out and make a living. I got a text on Thursday before SmackDown. I got a text that said, hey man, I need some advice. Let's chat. Say, I already knew what was going to be happening. Hey, with Vince gone, you're going to get a call from Hunter. I literally wrote this in the text. He's going to offer you the moon. So if you say you're going to be doing it, don't worry. I then deleted the whole thing. Instead, I just sent him a picture of the storyboard that I was doing for the show. So I can kind of pitch it to him still. I just sent him a picture of some of the storyboard stuff because I didn't want to like freak the guy out. So the very next day, I got a text from him that said, can we talk again? I need some advice. Find out what everything that was said between the two regarding Triple H taking over and Karrion Cross making a very difficult life decision about walking away from Freddie Prince Jr.'s promotion and re-signing with WWE. Eric Rowan is making news at this hour. Eric Rowan, also known as Redbeard, is he returning to WWE? Well, never say never because it could happen. During a recent interview with Sports Kita, former WWE superstar Eric Rowan shared that he'd never been interested in being the leader of the Dark Order in AEW. Additionally, Rowan said if he'd returned to WWE, you know what? If they asked, he would. He has a full interview on site right now here at eWrestling News. Now, couple things he did talk about in the interview, specifically on a short film he starred in. Here's what he said. There was a short film called Tito from Zelda Light Productions. Claudio Castagnoli is also involved with it. It's about the American dream. The story resonated with me, and I think it's going to be a great short film. Now on his WrestleMania 32 match with The Rock, I look at it as if we were in Dallas and there were 101,000 people. We wanted to give them a record and the shortest match in WrestleMania history of all time, and I still think it stands the time. I'm not sure who was going to take the loss for the Wyatt family. Would it have been Braun, who was undefeated, Black Sheep, or Bray Wyatt, the leader? Well, obviously, it came down to me. It was still a fun segment. I do wish I could have got a couple of shots in, like even a little punch, but the business called for me to do what I had to do that day. That's the way the business was. For me, it was better than my second or third Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial experience. It just is what it is, and that's what they wanted me to do that day. Now, on if he would ever consider going back to WWE. He would also go on to say, if the opportunity called for certain things and it was creatively beneficial for both of us, then yes, absolutely. He also talked about on if he'd want to be the leader of the Dark Order right now. The answer is absolutely not. For me, that's what Brody Lee did. That's what he created. In such a short amount of time, he made it memorable. His legacy in that company, the TNT title. To me, I said, just leave it alone. I don't think they should do that, but you know what? I don't know. 
I just don't think they need a new leader. For more information on everything that's going on with Eric Rowan slash Eric Redbeard, continue following E-Wrestling News as more information on whether or not he'd ever consider returning back to WWE will be forthcoming. Ric Flair is making headlines at this hour. Ryan Clark writes in it that Ric Flair claims he passed out twice during his very last match. During the latest edition of To Be The Man podcast, the Nature Boy Ric Flair revealed that he actually passed out twice during his final match. Flair attributed this to being dehydrated. Now, on passing out during the match, this is what Flair had to say. I don't think people realize that I passed out twice. Well, what happened was, my regiment for training was so strict and I kept my weight to the perfect weight I wanted to be, 220 going in. So that day, in a half, Aside from all the work that I had done, I'd planned some other things, and I just didn't hydrate myself. I had it in my mind I was going to go in, but then I thought, maybe I can go in at 219. So, I went in the ring at 217, and that happened, and my body throughout the entire match was so dehydrated. I actually think I was standing on the apron, and I looked at Jay, which I started to kind of stare at this wheel of motion. I said, man, I think I'm going to get sick, because I was getting so lightheaded. Nothing to do with my heart, nothing to do with my intestines, I was just getting lightheaded. I'm sure a lot of it was nerves as well. So I think Jay said, guys, we gotta move this thing along, and I really understood what he meant. But to the point when Andrade came over and said, your turn, sir, your turn. I got in there. I didn't know where we were in the match because I had missed a lot of it, at least the last 10 seconds of what had happened. On going on the outside of the show after the match. So when I went outside, I think everybody jumped the gun a little bit, and I saw where Booker T, who's really a close friend of mine, thought it was bad to do this. But that was strictly on the fly to get everybody to slow down. Because everybody, when you look back at it, everybody just came all together at one time. We were far from the end of the match, so I just said to myself, how do I get everybody just to start slowing down? That's what we anticipated. That's some things you just have to call. I just did it. I apologize if I scared anybody when it came to that moment, but I feel like I just had to. If you'd like to find out more about what Ric Flair had to say, continue following E-Wrestling News and continue following Ryan Clark as Flair talks more about the decisions he made outside of the the ring in the front row and how he feels about his last match. Bailey is making news at this hour. Bailey reveals her initial reaction to her injury and finally her return at SummerSlam. During a recent appearance on After the Bell with Corey Graves podcast, WWE superstar Bailey commented on still being shocked that she's back in a WWE ring after returning at SummerSlam after her initial reaction to her surgery and diagnoses. Now, on the emotions of her WWE return at SummerSlam, she said this, I'm still in shock that I'm back. I'm still kind of processing all of it right now, but I'm so excited. I think I'm just starting to realize that I can get in in front of the fans and perform again and mess around with people and look in people's eyes and I don't just have to hear Corey Graves and Michael Cole's voice. I get to hear their voices too. Oddly, things feel normal again. I was nervous that night. I thought I was going to be not doing too well in front of all those people, but I just stayed cool. You forget the energy that you experience when you leave for so long. Just walking out there, going down the entrance, gosh, that was so long. But the cool thing about it was there are three different sections in the entranceway. So when you first walk out, that's one little section. Then I got to see people and their reactions and then I turned one way and it was a whole new sea of people and I got to see theirs as well and then I got to see another set of reactions it was so cool and the feeling was amazing now on her initial reaction to her injury and how her mindset officially changed this is what she said at first when the injury happened I was so upset because we were one or two weeks away from being in front of fans again I was like I can't believe we made it this far my body just didn't give up and my initial thought was as everyone says when injuries happen you just have to take time and reflect and sit through them and you go through a wave of emotions after you're injured I realized that my body had been telling me for a long time to slow down and I really needed that break I felt like I was pushing myself too far to the point where you don't want to get off the horse but sometimes you start losing things and you feel a little crazy in your body because you're so worn down I was getting to that 
point and they needed this. I needed it. I just wanted to prove that I could still handle it. So I think my body made me kind of stop on its own. I really think now, looking back, it was all meant to be. If you'd like to read more about the interview that she gave, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Tony Khan, once again, is making news at this hour. Tony Khan dismisses speculation about holding two-night pay-per-view events. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. AEW President Tony Khan set the record straight regarding the speculation and rumors that AEW pay-per-view event could become two-night events. Now, Khan was a guest on Busted Open Radio, and during the appearance, he addressed the speculation, which started after Dustin Rhodes recently implied on social media that two-night pay-per-views would be coming. This is what Khan had to say. I saw a report that we were talking about doing two-day pay-per-views yesterday. I was like, well, who said that? And then I looked. It was Dustin Rhodes. I was like, why would Dustin say that? I love Dustin so much, but I was surprised that he would say it because it's not something we're really internally seriously discussing. I mean, at most times, I like looking at other business models. I like at most just looking out and seeing what they've done and seeing what interesting business aspects are there. But we're far from ever saying that that's how we would be taking handle of our stuff. And needless to say, that's not what I'm going to do. So I'm definitely not doing that. That being said, even if I was, I'm not like, I probably wouldn't do what somebody else does. And I wouldn't have someone else break the news. But honestly, right now, we're going anyway. I was surprised by that. So yeah, for at least the long-term foreseeable future, I see that all our pay-per-views being the one-day great events that they've always been. A lot of other people were like, how's that gonna work? Well, what about this? And what about that? And I was like, it's not gonna work. It's not about anything. But you know what? We're gonna continue to do our pay-per-view quality events the way they should be. With more information on what Tony Khan had to say about shooting down the rumors that AEW would do two-day pay-per-view events, Andrew Ravens has that trending right now over on eWrestling News. Goldberg is making news at this hour. Goldberg is partnering with Hemp2Lab for new CBD wellness brand. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Goldberg has partnered with Hemp2Lab for a new CBD wellness brand. Now you can find the official announcement as it states, WWE superstar Bill Goldberg launches partnership with CBD wellness brand Galant and Hemp2 Labs. Now from New York, Bill Goldberg, WWE Hall of Famer, is making the transition from the squared circle to the wellness mat. Goldberg is redefining himself through his partnerships with Hemp2 Lab to launch a new wellness product line. Galant, this is scientifically designed to maximize nutrient delivery to athletes and performers as well. Goldberg would then go on the record to say this. Throughout my career, I've maximized my performance through proper training and by paying a lot of attention to what I put my body through and what I put in my body. I'm proud to partner with Hemp2 Labs on developing this exceptional product that can be a turbocharger and a performance to everyone's everyday life. If you'd like to read more what Goldberg had to say about his new partnership, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. The Undertaker, also known as the Dead Man, is making news at this hour. Undertaker won Dead Man show to be held on WWE Clash at the Castle weekend. Now, The Undertaker will be at Clash at the Castle over in Cardiff, Wales. Now, he'll be holding a one-man show. Here is the press release for it. Undertaker One Dead Man Show comes to Cardiff, Wales on Friday, September the 2nd. Now, the press release came out of Stanford, Connecticut today. WWE announced that The Undertaker One Dead Man Show will take place in its international debut on Friday night, September 2nd at the theater at Cardiff, Wales ahead of Clash at the Castle. Now, 
Tickets for Undertaker One Dead Man Show go on sale this Friday, August the 12th at 10 a.m. And that is going to be also via newtheatercardiff.co.uk. For more information on all this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour once again about Ric Flair. Ric Flair says, I wish I hadn't said this was going to be my last match. Ric Flair worked his last match last month when he teamed with Andrade and beat Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Now, during the latest edition of his podcast, To Be The Man, they discussed the last match and how the event happened and how he'd wished things had been different and how he wished he hadn't said this was my last match. He would go on to say this, I wish I hadn't said that was my last match and I'm going to get heat for that. Hell, they wanted me to wrestle in Puerto Rico on Saturday night. I said, guys, I can't get into the ring one week later. And the guy looked at me and said, well, you know what? You could retire in Puerto Rico, can't you? And I said, no, 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 that's not the point. Ric Flair is still tantalizing ideas about getting back into the ring yet again, even after his retirement match with Jim Crockett Promotions. For more information on all this, continue following Andrew Ravens as he will have more information on what exactly is going on with Ric Flair and could we possibly see him back in a WWE or AEW or really any promotion for that matter's ring. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to our friends over at Wrestling Inc. More information is coming over there. That is heading into the headlines. Mick Foley is trending in at this hour. Wrestling Inc. is writing, Mick Foley wants you to know that he loves certain things about Vince McMahon's booking, and then there were some things he didn't love about his booking. Dakota Cohen writes in at this hour, up until very recently, Vince McMahon was the head writer and creator and head of creative and chairman of WWE. However, his responsibilities in the company came to an end. Now we're finding out through multiple people that things are definitely going to be on the change with Stephanie and Triple H now being in charge of the company. Now, following multiple allegations against McMahon in June, Vincent Mann stepped down from his position is no longer a part of the company in any way, shape, or form. Now, this is what McFoley had to say. That's a part of Vince that genuinely likes to make streams come true, he said on Foley is Pod. He likes to do things for an audience. I think you could argue that he puts them through unnecessary ringers sometimes, you know? Like, I'm not a fan of having people lose and get embarrassed in their hometowns. I guess he thinks, you know, it's good heat. I would rather have seen, you know, Charlotte Flair go over in Charlotte and Sasha Banks go over in Boston instead of vice versa. Now, in 2016, Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks were an intense game of hot potato with the Raw Women's Championship, trading it back six times between July and December. Now, many people are happy that Vince McMahon is no longer in charge, and Mick Foley says, I like the way he books certain things regarding Vince McMahon, but other things, just, yeah, I didn't like it. If you'd like to find out more about Foley's feelings about Vince McMahon, Dakota Cohen has this trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Ricky Starks is making news at this hour. AEW star Ricky Starks to take on former partner on AEW Dynamite coming up. Kelly Hulett's writing in at this hour. Ricky Starks' AEW run started on June 17th of 2020's edition of Dynamite. After Starks unsuccessfully challenged Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship, now Rhodes is back with WWE and Starks is a rising star in the promotion. On July 21st, Starks became the FTW champion by defeating Brian Cage on night one of Fighter Fest. Now Starks will hold the title for over a year, finally losing it to Team Taz member Hook on July the 27th. While Starks surely has his sights on getting revenge on Hobbs, but before he can do that, another obstacle stands in his way and happens to be his former tag team partner, and that would be Will Hobbs. Right now, it looks like Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks are going to clash. Ricky Starks is seen by many people within the company as a rising star and potentially one of the pillars that can take the company into the next decade. For more information on all this, Kelly Hulette is writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Booker T once again is making news at this hour. Booker T praises controversial former WWE executives. Dakota Cohen writes in, WWE has seen many positions of power 
power in WWE over the last couple of months, dating back to when Stephanie McMahon temporarily stepped in for her father back in May. She returned to WWE the following month against allegations against her father, and now she's officially the CEO and chairwoman of the company. About a month later, there's more evidence that came out, and Vince once again stepped down. It was recently reported that John Laurinaitis also has been released from the company because of his accusations that have been made towards him as well. Now, he was also allegedly involved in misconduct scandal with Vince. He has officially been released of his duties. Laurinaitis was head of talent relations in the company, a company that he had been working with on and off over the last several years. Now, as far as how people perceive him, this is what was being said about him. Booker T said, Laurinaitis, I give the dude a whole lot of credit for making me such a better performer. Six-time world champion Booker T said on the Hall of Fame podcast, he was very, very instrumental in my career and making me challenge myself to think a whole lot more and to be better. So yeah, man, sad day for me. I'm sad to see Laurinaitis stepping down. I really am. If you'd like to find out more about what Booker T had to say about his feelings about John Laurinaitis and taking his side regarding his contributions to wrestling, continue following Wrestling Inc. That's going to do it for all the headlines for today, for Wednesday, August the 10th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that gives you all the up-to-date information on your favorite wrestling promotion and your favorite stars. It's a daily podcast that's made free of charge anywhere podcasts are made available. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will see you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The